0: Kennedy Street, please visit Kennedy Street CIO.org. Recovery is possible.
1: Hi, everybody. My name is Claire Kennedy. I'll stop waffling on about um, going live spontaneously. <laughs> um, yes, so uh, welcome to our um, Kennedy Street. Um, we call it hashtag recovery talks because we believe that the power of um the story of recovery is, it really does talk. Um, and what we try and do with with this platform, it is part of our charity, which is Kennedy Street um, CIO. Um, but what we try and do is we try and um, spread the message of hope and we invite various di- uh, guest speakers to come on and talk about their experience, strength and hope, um, in the hope that you as an audience get some identification and, um, Maybe, maybe not, or you might just find it really interesting to listen to people talking about um, their stories of transformation. They're powerful, powerful stories. And both Kevin and I believe that visible recovery is critical for people to get well and stay well. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk about addiction out there in the real world, on the news and papers. Um, and recovery doesn't get a lot of press until now. And that's what we're here for. We're here to talk about recovery, and um, yeah. So I won't go on any further. I could talk for Britain. I will introduce my gorgeous husband, who is not in his head because he he has to live with me and he knows I can talk. And go go for it, Kev. You can you
2: can introduce yourself and then do hello your... hello everybody. My name is uh, Kevin Kennedy. Uh, for those of you who might be listening on um, the uh, iPad iPod, the no, what's it called the podcast Podcast. that's it as you can see i'm really down with the kids when it comes to technology (laughs) for those of you who are listening on the podcast uh, i did play curly watson coronation street for many years so you can picture an image of that handsome dude um plus uh, we're going back into another lockdown um so uh it's going to be pretty horrible but we're here for you. Uh, We just want you to get better as much as we can. Uh, There are many, I was just talking to one of our guests today, and there are many routes across the swamp, as a doctor once said to me. Um, It's not all um, AA and big book and the rest of it. There are many, 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 many ways. Uh, And today we're going to be talking to Dr. Charlie Orton, who is the chief exec of smart recovery. And if you want to know what smart recovery is, well, we're all just about to find out. So over to you, the uh, the marvellous Dr. Charlie Orkin.
3: <laughs> thank
2: you very much. Wow, what a what an introduction.
3: You've made my day with that, so thank <laughs> you. Um, and thank you very much for this, for this opportunity. So like you, uh, we are a charity, a not-for-profit charity, and we are registered um, in the UK. But SMART stands for self-management and recovery training. So we are not a recovery centre or a therapeutic type of counselling service. We are all about training you on how to best manage and deal with the thoughts and behaviours that drive um, whatever addiction you may be struggling with. So the SMART recovery programme, it's quite simple. It's a four point science-based program. It was founded back in the 90s um, in America. The three founding countries are now America, UK and Australia. And one of the great things about SMART is it can help pretty much anyone with any type of addiction at any age or stage um, in their life. So the tools that um, are used, if you like, in a SMART program, are used in like a cycle. So what SMART does is we accept that recovery is not just a linear, straight onwards and upwards kind of journey. There are many twists and turns along the ways and and ups and downs, things like that. And the tools can be used at any stage at any time and they can be kind of mixed together. And they're very practical things. They're about documenting Um, the costs of what you're doing. They're about looking at your urges, about creating a routine and about really um, kind of confronting yourself and your own beliefs about what you're doing in a very um, sensible and kind of pragmatic sort of fashion. Okay. Um, It's been scientifically validated. And by that, what I mean is that there is a good body of evidence of the fact that SMART works. And what that means for us is it's really beneficial, especially in the UK, because it means our National Health Service or NHS recognises us as a kind of legitimate um, recovery programme, if you like. Um, saying that, one of the things I do want to um, raise awareness of is to access a SMART programme, you do not need to go through any kind of healthcare. Uh, service or referral you don't need to go through a GP or a counsellor so it's open access you can access it yourself you can refer yourself and you can essentially drop in to any meeting that we're hosting or running anywhere up and down um, the country and obviously since the pandemics hit us we've pivoted all of our meetings online Um, and that's something that we're still learning about but what's been really um, encouraging to see is that even though we've gone online, we're still picking up new participants and new people are still finding us and they're still accessing um, our help. So we have an overarching smart recovery programme, but what we've also got is um, some very subtle variations on it to address uh, addiction in different types of uh, people, or, or it, we acknowledge that addictive behaviours can come from all kinds of different sorts of background reasons. So we've got a military program. So we've got a smart program for either serving or serving serving military personnel or veterans, and that recognises the unique um, circumstances in which their uh, issues may have arisen from. We've got a program called start smart which is for teenagers and young people and again they have a very different form of behaviors and, and addictions that that drive them and that trouble them and we've also got our family and friends program and Angela who's with us today helps to deliver our family and friends program so Graham and Angela are our community coordinators based in Wales Graham delivers the smart program for people who want to be in recovery Angela facilitates meetings for family and friends, and that very much recognises the help that um, the family and friends of people who are in recovery need. Basically, all of our meetings are facilitated by trained, um, either volunteers or paid staff. Our charity relies mainly on volunteers. We couldn't do this without our volunteer community, and I'm sure you recognise that with Kennedy Street as well, um, and. The final thing, I just want to let everybody know online that if you or a loved one or anybody, you know, is struggling uh, with an addictive type behaviour, then you can access any of our meetings online via our our website or our social media channels. So please do reach out to us if you feel you need any help. We're here for you and we're fully operational for no matter how long this pandemic lasts and beyond. That's all I really want to to say in that sense the main thing is to is to hear from graham and angela thank
1: you so much charlie over to chat over to graham and angela you'll have to unmute yourself though graham
4: who's going first you. me right uh, sorry hello everybody my name's graham uh i uh, work along the north wales coast which a lot of people know Prestatin, Rill, no Carnarvon, all the way right the way around to Bangor, uh, yeah, uh, and uh, Hollywell, and as far down as Wrexham as well. So that's my kind of patch. Nothing moves on my patch without me knowing about it, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, I developed a behavioural problem with uh, alcohol uh, over a generation of Generations, I suppose, over 30, 40 years of drinking. And I never thought he had a problem. Don't even think my wife did, really. I just drank a lot until then Me the later years, and it, it nearly killed me. I think it might have done twice when I've been, you know, retarded. But I think that, uh, you know, our uh, trip to hell, I think, is pretty much generic. We all go to sort of do the same thing. We develop, develop a habit with. Alcohol. We use a lot of alcohol. We get uh, a addictive desire for alcohol. It goes into an addictive behavior, and then it starts spiraling down. And we end up maybe getting arrested, uh, getting a criminal record, losing your family, your kids, your jobs, and all that. And I think that's a basically generic uh, follow down, right? Everybody has each levels their own little input why and who and what and did, and that happens. So it's unique to everybody, but the generic cycle is about the same with everybody, only what I think and what I've seen in, in my behaviour. Uh, fortunately, something somebody intervened with me when I was in A&E. I don't know, I was out of intensive but in A&E, and he for, signposted me to SMART. I like SMART. It's scientific. It's modern. It's new. It's got great behavioural issues it's got great philosophies ideas and tools right and tools and methods and methodologies on how to keep yourself safe how to cope with the urges how to live a balanced lifestyle how to uh manage your thoughts feelings and behaviours because that little yin and yang in your head thoughts feelings where you'll talk yourself into drinking and it's how not to do that and how if you're doing stuff like that, how you can stop it and cope with it. Yeah. So I was drinking for 40 years. 20 years ago, I decided to stop. Um, it took me 10 years to stop, to learn how to stop. And enjoyed that 10 years. I had lapses, relapses. I'd stop for four years, start again. But I couldn't quite clinch until I got to SMART what i was doing to myself and who was controlling me it was my uh, addictive behavior and my brain saying to me i need alcohol and i would go and get it same as people shopping you have this thing uh, the shopping also and the brain says i need alcohol i need uh, nicotine uh, the battery like i imagine it the nicotine battery in the head gets slow and the brain says go and top it up so i'd go into the shops out the shop, in the street, in the pub, out the office buildings, having that fag, instant gratification you your nicotine level goes woof, right up, your brain's happy, you go back to work, back to shopping, you're quite happy. But again, an hour later, it happens again and again and again and again and again. And it's the same with alcohol and the drugs. The, the brain needs the alcohol, it needs the drugs, it needs the buzz of gambling, needs the buzz of shoplifting, uh, the buzz of eating, you know. Uh, the buzz of sex, you know, it, it, the brain demands it because it's an addictive desire. It's after, it's seeking, and uh, I think once you start getting into this train of thought and adding the tools, the ideas, the methodologies, and all this together, uh, right? You're you're on a solid foundation. And it's understanding it. And That's where the T comes in with smart training. You know, I often say in a group meeting or even online, how much training have you had? Uh, to deal with urges. And people go, Oh, no. So, how are you going to cope with them? <coughs> you learn ABCs and maths and all this at school, but we're not learn, taught anything like this. Uh, it is coming in now. Yes, I agree. But next time you talk to me, who's taught you how to cope with your urges? Uh, nobody. Well, how are you going to cope then? You've got to do some training. It's hard work. Put in to your recovery what you put in. To so are drinking, and you're 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 a good ninety percent there. So uh, I do smart. Uh, Angela does friends and family. She starts with friends and family because she wanted to know more about what the hell I was going through, how she can help me, how she can help herself as well, uh, and how she can help bring our problems together. Right? And don't don't get me wrong. It, it's been bloody hard work, and it is. It it, it does work. We still have our eye still have my ups and downs, because I can throw a paddy or a tantrum. I try not to, but and they're not they're not often, they're very rare. I'm not perfect. It's self-expectation. Uh, but Angela by is oh. is yeah, she's perfect. <laughs> uh, and and when she says to me, Why are you doing that? I says, Well, I'm not perfect, am I? So that's my that's my you know get out clause i'm not perfect but when we can laugh about it and when we moved house it's a nice little tale when we moved house we relocated from Preston in lancashire to north wales and the amount of bottles we found hidden that i'd hidden in places where you'd never thought of it i didn't even know it hidden and we, we had a laugh counting you could count the, the hidden bottles you know so, uh, you speak good.
3: Of... Was this when you were moving out of your house, Graham? When you were moving
4: yeah, out oh, Preston. When
3: you were packing your things up, you were found it, finding all
4: your yeah. bottles. Uh, uh, your yeah, when we were
0: moving from, um, from the Black Hawk to the Market mm. Cavern. Yeah. 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 Really and run. I thought I'd found them all because <laughs> I was like, I'm like Poirot. I was there. I could sniff them out,
4: but some of them I didn't. Yeah. So, I'll hand you over to Angela. I hope that's helped people. There is a future. It's great life after addiction it's fantastic and having somebody in your family that's studying or going to friends and family meetings not only to keep herself safe but also to help me is absolutely fantastic without angela i'd be dead simple as that so i'll hand over to angela oh, thank, you. thank
1: you so much graham yeah thank you angela i would love to hear from you if you want to tell us a little bit about how how smarts helped you
0: mm-hmm. Uh, right. I, going back, In is, Italy,
4: is, you can't go to Can't go
0: um, it brings drinking started probably a lot sooner than, well, it started right at the very beginning of, of me knowing him, but he was a social drinker. He was the life and soul of everything. He never slurred. He never wobbled. He just, I would say, was a guy that could drink. And I was the very opposite. I'm small, and you know, i a couple, and I'm um, all over the place. But it never—it was never a problem, as I thought. As the years sort of went on, it—I I noticed a development that things were getting a little bit out of hand. But even so, it wasn't to the extent where I thought this is really, you know, needs to be taken in hand. And then excuse me it sort of happened all of a sudden his um, his health started to deteriorate he had he was diabetes he class as diabetic and I, I sort of noticed that there was a total there was a difference and it, it wasn't subtle it became a real uh, marked difference in, in in his behavior he seemed Whereas before, is really a very calm person and a rational person. But he became very irrational. Things that normally would have been taken, you know, on the chin, he would blow it up out of all proportion. And, and I just couldn't understand where this all was coming from. And also it became a very angry person. And unless you live with an angry person, you don't really understand what it's like to go from, a very mild-mannered person, to this person who's angry at the world, angry at everything round about him. And it started to impact on a relationship and on my health as well. Uh, I I sort of started to live a life of treading on eggshells and I sort of hid away from the fact that deep down I knew that the root cause of it was his drinking was alcohol because I'd see things but I put them to the back of my mind I thought oh, you know maybe I'm not seeing it and if I tackled him he would totally tell me a lie and say that I didn't see what I saw so I started to, to sort of think to myself it's me and he then started to say that a lot of stuff that was happening was because of me and I started to believe it a bit so my health really did deteriorate and I lost quite a lot of weight but Ben's health deteriorated even worse and I hadn't a clue how to um to sort him um and I did all the things that possibly people who have got someone in recovery does I was the enabler ever it was all to keep a, a sort of just normality in the home, but normality had gone. There was no normality anymore. Uh, family didn't come; they wouldn't because they could see, you know, what was happening, and they couldn't understand why I wasn't doing anything about it. We
4: and don't it, see friends and family.
0: It it is very very bad. So um, Graham then was working, was doing smart. So. I read the booklet and I thought this is this is quite good this and I was invited to to start with Smart Recovery online I'd already been to a meeting at um, one of our SMS centres but I I didn't get much out of it because it didn't seem to involve me it was all about the person that was in recovery so I thought what about me you know where's, where's the help for me so uh, when I started on reading about smart, smart friends and family is the majority of it is about the person, the friend, the family who is experiencing all these awful things and how to to move forward and to cope with it. And it was a step by step thing, and it sort of it, it helped me because I was able to monitor my own. Uh, communication because normally and I'm, I'm sure anyone who has got anybody in recovery they want to go for the jugular they want to really rip the head off and say why are you doing it if you love me you wouldn't but positive communication was set back a little bit you know bring it down talk because if you go up here they'll retaliate and, and you know have a go back and all the the, um, the, the, the tools are learned uh, the fact that I had rights, basic bill of rights, and that's one of the things that comes up on in the Smartfoot Friends and Family Handbook is a bill of rights. And you have, as a person, I had a right to be treated with respect. I had a right to be able to walk out the door and not worry about what was happening when I wasn't there. And sort of, it it started to make me feel better because I lost my identity totally. Graham was my identity and um, I had to get my own identity back which going through all this I, I like to think I have done. So we rolled out, we rolled out um, smart friends and family face to face. We lived in Preston at the time. It was the best thing I ever did. I met the most amazing people most of whom I've stayed great friends with. And to see them walk in absolutely despondent, thinking that the world was an end and they would never smile again, to meetings where we'd have a laugh and think, you know, people would think, what are you laughing about? You've got nothing to laugh about. But yeah, we did, you know, because we had a life as well. So we were allowed to laugh and, you know, feel at the end of the meetings to say, this was amazing. Can't wait to come back next week. And we, they did. They came back and came back and came back, and we've had some really positive outcomes. We've also had a couple that weren't quite so positive, and but that's the nature of the beast, really. You know, they, you don't get a hundred percent recovery rate for for everybody. But if you can get a few, by you know, you feel as if you've done something and you've helped somebody. So <clears throat> very passionate about. <clears throat> Excuse me. about friends and family. I'm passionate about helping people and I really hate to think that people are out there thinking that there's nothing for them and there's no way out because talking and listening and is, it, it, it's just great and I'll keep on doing it as long as people keep coming so that's my story.
1: Amazing, thank you so much, Angela and Graham and Charlie, I mean all of you, so inspiring and so interesting, I'm really fascinated, like Kev said, Um, as far as I, I, I've been in active recovery myself for 25 years as a family member, so I get a lot of identification with you Angela Um and you don't really know what you don't know do you, until you know it, you know, and I didn't realise that way back then, you know. Um, So I really take my hat off to to you all, really. I mean, you know, I love the fact that Charlie's involved. and pa- I spoke to Charlie a few times and, well, and the passion that she exudes is fabulous. <laughs> Absolutely fabulous. <laughs> well, the same from you, um Angela Graham. You can really clearly hear that, you know, the impact that this has had on both of your lives.
4: Mm. Oh, yeah. One of the things that has
3: really um, struck me since I've come to work with SMART is how far reaching addiction or addictive behaviours actually is and how really nobody, no matter who you are, what walk of life you're from, nobody is immune to addiction, really. It, it It can come from anywhere and at any point in your life. But so many people see, think addiction, and they automatically think of people who have had a terrible upbringing, who are maybe sleeping on the street, who have got no life whatsoever. And absolutely, there is that section of our population that is in dire straits like that. But the amount of people who are functioning Going to work, high performing, we're talking people that work in banks, leadership positions, all walks of life. And it's really struck me and educated me about the number one, the range of addictions that are out there, but also how this is all the way through society.
1: Yeah. It's massive. And that's, to be honest, Charlie, that's what's happened with our helpline. Before, I, I've worked in this sector for, for 22 years. Um, and I've always been, of service in the community as as Kev, you know, helping people find recovery and um, because it's our passion and people just come to us because they, they think we might have a solution for them, which we don't, we've got our own solution. And what we can do is we can share that with people and support them whilst they find their solution. But it's so interesting. Majority of the people I've ever worked with over the years have been functioning alcoholic addicts. And they've not just been, you know, we perceive drug addiction to be the terrible one. I hear it all the time. People say, well, I'm not addicted to, at least I'm not taking heroin and crack. And I say, do you know that alcohol kills more people than crack and heroin combined? You know, it's a massive, massive problem. And like you said, Charlie, it is so far reaching majority of the people that ring our helpline are the family members you know Mm -hmm. and, and not just drink and drugs it's everything gambling shopping addiction internet porn we get so many so many family members reaching out just terrified don't know where to start they don't know how to help or where to help or if they can help you know so it's so important that this is why we're passionate about getting this stuff out there because yeah. people don't know what they don't know if you don't hear stories like graham and angela's they don't know recovery exists because of the shame and the guilt that surrounds them You know, yeah, that's, uh,
4: it,
0: isn't
4: it it's yeah. the guilt the shame it's what <laughs> attracted me to smart is because i could never call it denial or whatever i could never accept to myself that i was an alcoholic right i knew i drank too much and i could always i always admitted i drank too much but i couldn't say to myself i was an alcoholic because of the stigma attached to that word alcoholic and the imaginary stigma when i got to smart i changed that uh, word alcoholic to i've got a behavioral problem with alcohol right i've developed a behavioral problem with alcohol and it shreds all that stigma off you you know, you don't have to say you're an alcoholic. You can just say I've got a behavioural problem with alcohol, but it strips that nastiness away from you. That's what I thought, and that's the first thing that triggered my imagination with Smart. Get the rid-, the rid of the stigmas. Yeah, it's
2: such a problem. I was going to say, yeah, uh, no. I, um, I I'd look at your website before, and I noticed that you don't use the words alcoholic or addict or addict or no. drug addict, which I, I must is 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 a great thing because uh, I hate some of the words that I use. Like service users, I think is probably one of the one of the worst words ever. I mean, I have been called a lot of things: a drunk, a drug addict, and everything. But I think being called a service user is Is just derogatory and inhuman, and it's an awful, awful tag. So I'm very impressed with that. And and while I'm here, I'd like to say, you know, well done, Graham um, and Angela, um, for telling your story, because it takes courage to come on something like this and and, and tell your story. And what what I got from that is why we do this is that, as Angela said, when she realised Graham had a problem, she had nowhere to turn. To know, didn't know where where to to start. So that's why what we do here and what you do is is very important. Now my function on here, uh, if you like, is to be every man is to ask the questions that maybe people who are listening to this or watching this who have no idea about recovery, no idea about smart or or any of the, the help they can get out there. They'll be asking questions like, I mean doctor I mean will you if I if I do smart can I still drink um so or yeah,
3: smart is not a completely abstinence based program so you can come into the smart program at any stage in your recovery even if you're kind of pre-recovery and you are in the grip you're in the contemplation contemplation kind of phase of thinking that you might or that you're contemplating wanting to improve your life. So we are not, we're not an abstinence-based programme. We can help you if you are still using or having these behaviours. And in fact, we encourage people to come onto our programme as early as they can in their journey. Uh, Graham can tell you about this, but some of our participants aren't even at the stage where they can interact in one of our meetings. They may just come online, microphone and camera off and just be sat in the background just listening. That's absolutely fine for us. If you just want to sit and listen because you're not quite ready to take the step into recovery, but you're contemplating it. Please come along to our meetings and start to listen and start to build that community of support around you. So the answer is yes. Obviously, we do have etiquettes on our, in our meetings and our house rules. So, you know, don't come to a meeting under the influence type of thing if you can help it don't be um um things like eating smoking drinking in a meeting because that can potentially trigger other people so there are etiquettes but yeah if you still have um behavioral or issues with something absolutely you can join our program at any time
2: okay and and um okay so how what do i do i mean how, how do i uh, how do i get in touch with you and do i have to have a computer do i is that i mean can you explain to me what yeah. what you did pre-pandemic yeah what, what do i have to do now uh and what happens if i haven't got a laptop yep, or, sure. a computer so or a sure so pre-pandemic
3: phone? we relied a huge amount of our network of volunteers and facilitators we give out leaflets materials information and signposting to our to, to what we provide Since we've um, done the pandemic, since the pandemic's hit us, we've had to go online. So the way you can access our meetings now is you can, um, obviously you need a computer to email, but you can email info at smartrecovery.org.uk. You can phone our central office number as well, um, and we can give that out at the end. If you call us, if you've got access to a phone and you call us, our central office team can either put you in touch with one of our meeting facilitators so you can have a telephone conversation with them, and they can talk to you about how you can specifically enter into a meeting, or they can signpost you to one of the online meetings, and you click on you know you click on a link and you join it. So at the moment, you can join using a computer, you can join over the phone. We've moved most of our meetings now to Zoom, so you can call in with that. But you can also um, enter into some of our support and access our tools through a conversation with our facilitators as well. Something we do need to do, though, Kevin, is is to try and sort of digitise all of our materials, because what we do want to do is make this accessible via via, um, the telephone or other means. And the whole world of digital and media is a bit perplexing to us at the moment. But, yeah, pick up the phone, email, anything like that to, to reach out to us if you can
2: all right and yeah. what's the catch what's the catch i mean you know i mean i've i've been drinking uh, and i've tried everything i've i've been to rehab it cost fortune so uh what's it gonna cost right to to do smart and and yeah. basically i want to know does it work right so it's gonna cost me nothing everything is free
3: um, at the point that you need it so um, you don't need to book or schedule an appointment you can drop into any meeting and it's not going to cost you any money. We do have um, a handbook for people that they can purchase it looks like this get that off our website they're about nine pounds and they've got all the philosophy and information in there um, the only I guess the only catch I would say is you get out of it what you put in. so be prepared. To organise yourself, be prepared to start to write down what you're going through, how you feel. Be prepared to start to kind of confront your own thoughts and feelings um, and be prepared to start to organise your day around using our various tools and documenting things whilst embarking on that journey.
2: Okay, Uh, these tools that you talk about, I need to know what, what they are. Um, yeah. how, how I use them, and will it get my job and my wife back? Okay, Graham, I'd
4: like you and Angela to talk to that, please, about the right. tools and will it help
3: get your life, your wife, and everything else back?
4: Yeah, yeah. Uh, just going on how we can also keep in touch with uh, people that need help from Smart. Is that we've got uh, a mini handbook, uh, two types of mini handbooks. You can, I can put them in the post. People call me. I say I'll post them to you. Some handouts, all this. So there is another avenue there. Postage, getting things posted to people, it works, you know. So um, and also, um, as we said about who can come to meetings, uh, I have people coming from prison that are on day murderers that are on day release come to, coming to my face to face meetings pre COVID lockdown. Okay. Uh, and I used, I would go into prisons and spread the word, and distribute, and have conferences and everything. So there's an, another great big loop there because we do have a a prisons format, a prisons program. Right. Tools. Right. There's one great tool that I use. Right. There's within the tools. There's theories, ideas, philosophies. Why, mm-hmm. what, where, and when. All about proper planning prevents poor performance. All sorts of things, and these tools, and they all lit together eventually like a big spider's web. But one that's perfectly done for um, this uh, COVID lockdown period is what is a simple tool, it's called HALT the BADS and H A L T, and then the word the and BADS. And what it looks at is when we're in lockdown, we're going to be lonely, we could be hungry, we could be bored, right, Uh, and these things in in its own turn uh, could lead to stress, uh, anger, anxiety, depression, right, so we need, we need to look at why we're in lockdown. Look after those things. Let's not be lonely. Let's not be hungry. Let's not be bored because it's going to cause urges to make us use and want to use, which will cause stress. Stress might cause anger. Anger might cause depression. Depression might cause anxiety. Anxiety might cause stress. It all mixes up together. And it's a very simple tool. Look after yourself. Right. Look after your your hunger, your, your boredom, your loneliness. Okay. Okay. And that leads you then into a balanced lifestyle regime. Okay. And that leads you into rational behaviours and irrational behaviours. And that again leads you into an ABC that leads you into a cost benefit analysis. I know I shouldn't be saying all these because you won't know, but all these two kind of mould into each other. You know.
2: So you're yeah, simply yeah. looking
4: after yourself while you're in lockdown, making sure you're warm, not hungry. You've got something to do, hobbies, right? And you're not bored. Will help you with all the other ideas as well, and will lead you into uh, hobbies uh, and other things. Jickstop. Jigsaws, doing all sorts. We have a jigsaw out in our room now. now I love and- it. So that's just Thank one of have- a simple tool that you can learn.
2: But what happens, I mean, I don't want anyone to know what it, with the information that I give you. What's the security? Because you know, as yeah, well, you said, murderers and stuff. I don't want anyone to know who I am, uh, and I don't want my wife to know or my employers to know that I'm doing smart. What kind of?
4: Uh, in the beginning, it's smart. We read out an opening statement, and confidentially is uttermost. It is sacrosanct. No D says anything. That we said in our meetings, online or otherwise, on the phone or another, to anybody else. So a person could phone Angela or phone me, and it's totally private in conversation. I don't even tell Angela. Yeah. I, okay, I can forward them to smart, I can post them. I've got envelopes here with all stuff in. Just put your name and address, a stamp, and a post it to you. What you do with it is up to you. When we come to face to face meetings, we have like a little check in. Uh, Hello, everybody. My name is Billy. Uh, I'm an alcoholic, right? And I come to Smart because I'm trying to stop this badness I've got. Finished. That goes no further. He doesn't have to say his name's Billy. When we come to a check-in, he can just say, pass. I don't care who his name is, right? Where he lives or what he is or what his job is. It doesn't matter to Smart. It's private and confidential. Uh, a lady could come in and say, uh, I, I, "I'm I'm Lieutenant blah blah blah, Lady Smith from uh, what's that? We're not bothered who you are. It's what you are, what you're doing about to keep yourself safe, and that's all. What Smart wants to do is to keep you safe or help yeah. keep you safe."
0: And if I can go on uh, another point, there, uh, some of the meetings that we do or we were doing before we were locked down, of course. We had, uh, and we we sort of do them. He Graham will do one, and I'll be in another room doing another. And a couple, we have a couple or a couple of couples really. That the husband will come to me, and the wife is with Graham, or vice versa. I might have the wife and the husband, you know. And you know, this sort of when you come out, it really is you're dying to say, what did they say? And you know, sometimes you think, well. I, grandma said was it all right and, yes absolutely <laughs> you know, but it is you know you're trying to desperate to say what did she say what did he say but it it's it's their lives isn't it and they the way what they're going through is it doesn't take for us to start gossiping about them or you know laughing about what they say because sometimes it's a bit funny really you want to come out and say test what you said or what she said. Yeah. But yeah, we have to always keep it um
4: we have safeguards different. as well. Unless they're gonna harm themselves oh, yeah. if they convince me in that meeting that they're gonna harm themselves, others, or doing something about children and young people, terrorism, money laundering, then if they can convince me that they're gonna do it, then I have to report that to the authorities because it's health and safety and But they're the only reasons why. And I've never had to do it. And I don't think he ever will have to do it.
2: And I've never yeah. had arguments
4: in the meetings. I've had drunkards in. I've said, come in. Welcome to come to the meeting. Sit down there. Speak. Uh, don't speak if you don't want to. I don't want you to disrupt the meeting. And he'll say, well, I have to have three double vodkas just to get out of the out of the bed in the morning. And get into the, I can't go into the general public without three Volkers in me. Some people are like this. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, we, we, I don't turn yeah. them away. Yeah. yeah. Unless you actually fall through the door, clap yes. on your nose, you're not <laughs> going to get turned away.
2: Well, up to now, I mean, I'm pretty sold. I mean, you, you know, it's secure, uh, it's free, it seems easy to access. So, uh, my final question would be, you know, how long is it going to be till I'm better? Yeah, the,
4: that's that's ah, the, the golden well, question. I don't believe that you ever you were ever ill, uh, Ke- Kevin. I never, I will never agree that you were ever ill. I'll never agree that you got it from your mum and dad. I'll never agree that it's genetic or passed down. They are influences, right? But it's I'll never say you were ill. I've stopped drinking twenty years ago. I was on three bottles of vodka a day
0: and the rest
4: rest. (laughs) killing myself i nearly did kill myself twice today i'm on nothing what's changed right have i had surgery have i had drugs have i had my brain altered okay no my behavior with alcohol has changed i've changed my behavior with alcohol and i choose not to do it i can drink if i want i've got that right to drink and i can choose if i want okay right and i'll choose when i do when it comes along, but I choose not to. It's choice. It was my choice. God didn't hit yeah. me on the head yeah. with a spoon and said, Kung, you're better and well. Angela did. <laughs> right. A great big wooden one, right? But you know, that's my theory. It's scientific. It's gone. I've developed a behaviour over many, many years with alcohol and I've changed that behaviour. A behaviour can be changed. And if you've got a behaviour, you choose to use it or you choose not to use it. You choose to drink or choose not to drink. Only me makes me pick up that drink and do that. Only me can make me do that. My brain can have a go at trying to make me do it. And a brain can make me go. But it's I that do it. Urges don't make me do it. I make myself do it. And that's the bottom line. That's the bottom line
1: if you don't mind so so um with the 12-step program there are there are many suggestions that people make um so so i'm trying to think of the audience watching so um for instance with the 12-step program um for a newcomer to come along it's suggested that they attend 90 meetings in 90 days. It's only a suggestion. People sometimes take it some sometimes they don't. Depends if they've been served a gift of desperation and they're willing to do anything. So do you have... So if if I'm coming along to your SMART Recovery meeting, do you have any sort of simple suggestions that you make to people at yes. the very early stages? Yes, what do. would they be, Graham?
4: Right. What we do, we never diss any other service users, or uh, service users, God. service providers, sorry, we don't argue that AA is no good, we are, if you're doing AA and it works for you, you stay with it, if it works for you, you do do it, and I say to them, if you like having beans in your bath and it keeps you safe, you keep putting <laughs> beans in your bath, I yeah. don't care, long as what you're doing is keeping you safe, but don't blink yourself. Have your eyes open. There's lots of recovery ideas and methodologies. And I will tell them, even though they're not to do with smart, you know, I'll tell them about AA, NA, and what's the other? So many A's. Yeah, so many A's, yeah. Intuitive recovery. Then there's moving on in my recovery. Now, intuitive recovery is four days. It's free. You could do that for four days and they have a real guarantee that after four days you'll never drink again right powerful mm-hmm. statement that is true that is their statement
2: after four days,
4: you will crazy. never ever drink again right but then there's moving on in my recovery which is a 12 week project so you've got short term medium term and then also it all links in with the cognitive behavioral therapies of smart Okay, and smart is longer term. I don't expect people to be coming to smart meetings for any more than twelve months. Because if you're still coming to a smart meeting and putting your effort in, after twelve months, you shouldn't need smart or anybody else. You should try something else.
0: So smart's so... not
4: working for you, if you know what I mean. I mean, I just say sorry. So
0: I was about to say that. In uh, what you've been saying is absolutely correct as the way he thinks it um my smart uh, friends and family meeting one of the girls or the ladies i met who became my very best friend uh, she came to everyone because she had her daughter had a, a terrible terrible addiction to alcohol and uh through ju- just coming she was able to sort of start taking care of herself a little bit and and um you know not focusing her whole everything on daughter's addiction unfortunately she had she developed she was only young 50 in her fifty. she developed brain cancer but right up until and she lasted nearly two years right up to falling so ill that badly that we had to have a she was running oh, into gosh. the hospital and into the hospice. and came to every meeting because her philosophy was i want to to show other people you know she wasn't coming for her she was coming for everybody else in the end she wanted to show them yeah she was and it was so powerful because she was actually dying and her daughter was still doing what she was doing and not recognizing the fact that her mother was as sick as she was but she like she was there, and a few of them turned up that stayed with us for all the a couple of years and they came to help everybody else that was coming. It wasn't all they just it was for themselves because they kept they got a little bit out of it every time they came, but it was that they the way they wanted to to, to show everybody else that, that there was a way out, you know, that there was yeah. a way for yeah. they could start to feel good about themselves. Yeah. I think but it's,
3: it's but, but essentially uh, I guess what we're saying is no matter where you are in the journey or what how you're affected by addiction, and even if you're in another addiction service, smart can like run along either run underneath it or alongside it. So, I hear what you say, Graham, in that if you're still coming along to our meetings and struggling with the same things in 12 months, you need to maybe try a different tack. But I think that no matter what recovery program or technique, for want of a better word, you enter into you can potentially sort of pick and choose which bits of each one work for you. We don't oh, yeah, believe yeah. that mm. there is just this one size fits all at all. And it's oh, like with is. any kind of mental health help that you need, you often have to try a, a few different routes, don't you? A few, di- you, might, yeah. you might not chime yeah. with a particular counsellor the first time off. Yeah. And you, you might not find have yourself food. needing to try a few. So that's kind of how we we yes. approach it we see it very much oh, yeah. like you there's an umbrella of addiction yes. services oh. underneath is hanging all different methods and techniques and philosophies and actually it's a really difficult thing to find the right fit
2: yeah yeah, yeah well recovery is like the pubs you used to use isn't it i mean you've tried every single bar that you you've, you like but there's only one that you yeah. keep going back to uh and i think it's a similar thing in, in there are so many parallels with with Drinking and or, or using or whatever your addiction is to recovery. Uh, my my question as well: How many of these meetings do you have to go to a week, uh, and and what times are they at? I mean, the all times because I work in the day.
4: There's evening yeah. lessons. Uh, I do five meet four meetings a week online at the moment, and prior to the shutdown, I did about five meetings face to face all over North Wales. I do Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Fridays now. Uh, it's all Again, I'm afraid the website, in fact, on the website there's every meeting in the whole of the UK, K there on the website. I'm sorry, it's a phone or a website again. Uh I yeah. don't think we've got we can't I have posted out because this little poster I've got here, though go former, goes in every one of me for <laughs> envelopes as well. So they're getting a lot of information. You know. Yeah. Uh, to be
0: honest, I, I,
4: it,
1: oh, I was gonna say to be honest, um we we've had amazing results because meetings have gone online Um, and we've never had a greater success rate because meetings have gone online there's a whole new demographic in my opinion of people that can actually get into recovery because the meetings are in their homes at the moment
0: yeah and
1: honestly i mean we've had thousands of phone calls over over the, the the first lockdown and, and I can only imagine we're going to get more phone calls at this lockdown. And the, the beauty of virtual, like these types of conversations, is you can actually virtually take somebody to a meeting. So that's what yeah. I've done. That's what my volunteers do. We we virtually assist people to a meeting and we show them how to use Zoom. We show them how to use the technologies. We're we with them alongside, even, even virtually, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. But we are running out of time. And what I really want to – I'm passionate about gifts in recovery. So what I discovered when I I put down drink and drugs and dysfunctional behaviour around my husband, um, I found out – now look at him looking behind him. I found out I had a wealth of gifts. I found out that I – and Kev's the same. He found out he had an abundance of gifts and interests and – Sides of our personality that we never really knew existed. So Mm. for me, one of my things, I I love painting. You know, I'm not brilliant at it. but I love it. It just sets me free. It's a really mindful activity. You know, I love drawing. Um, I love helping people start business ideas. Really creative thinker. And I didn't know that about myself until I actually stopped drinking. What are your... some so, this is aimed at Graham and Angela. And what are some of your gifts? Yeah, yeah. come on, Angela. Bring me my
0: gifts. I'll begin to tell you gardening. um I was never, I used to hate, I thought, gardening, you know. And all of a sudden, when we were locked down, we would buy packets of seeds. And I have never had as much pleasure in my life as I have watching a bean grow or a courgette develop. And the first thing I do, do in the morning would be run into the garden to check, to see how quickly or how fast or how big it had grown. And the, the whole garden experience now is just, it, I just love to see it. I love to keep it tidy. And it, it was just like, oh, I don't know. It's just like something that never, it just something that clicked in my head. And all of a sudden I'm like, small version of Charlie Dimmock, you know, so um, <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't make any difference really.
4: But yeah, and that i got a great deal of satisfaction out of that, for sure, that's and jigsaw. Uh, with me, I, because uh, I'm an ex-engineer and an ex-draftsman type thing, I have this creativeness in me and that's all gone, but I think about something. And also, that I go and write that down and hone it in. And I've done a few of them that Charlie's got. And I just think it's actually you normal, know, just bits of things that a wrote Charlie thinks they're very nice. We like to pass them on and use them I mean, if as you can. No, 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 no. The boredom side of me, I like to keep myself busy. I plan my day as best as I can. After this meeting, I'm going to Hollywood Football Club to drop some stuff off. Angela's made them a pie to give the volunteers a bit to eat, you know. Uh, I do all the neighbours' lawns, cut all the lawns for him, all the neighbours round here, and I keep myself you made them little boxes. I made yeah. I keep, keep myself so uh, busy, and one of the neighbours had their floorboards taken out, and instead of throwing them in the bin, I recycled them and made all planting boxes for everybody's house, book that right. and all that. Uh, tree, you know, for a. Uh, uh, birdies tables and birdie, houses. birdie yeah. houses and nesting yeah. boxes all have this scrap wood see we need to
1: talk around i immediately you're talking about i i straight away see a business idea i straight away see a business idea that you could create and you could give opportunities to other people that are like you that come into through smart recovery getting activities creativity and activity and social innovation Personal you're gonna way. love.
4: You're gonna but, love this one. I did. Yeah, you're gonna love this one. I'm also a glass and mirror engraver. <laughs> you know. No,
2: even I did, know that.
4: Yeah. Well, you know, you always keep something back, don't you? It was a hundred oh. flute champagne glasses, hundred flutes with the date of the wedding, two gold rings locked, right, and the names like uh, uh claire, claire or kevin or, no. or Cuk, and a a wow. 100 for a wedding and some extra the top table
2: oh, beautiful. Be now. i've been in recovery what 22 years and it's the best thing i've ever done because your, your mind just opens up and and if someone is listening to this or watching this and you're struggling and you can't see a future there is a future is, I mean it's not it's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. No. But believe me when I tell you that it's a lot better than it was when I was retching and shaking and, and all the rest of it and the trouble Oh yeah, happened.
4: totally, totally a different Graham. life.
2: Um and so I want to say actually thank you, Graham and Angela, for your for your uh, for your little talk today. That was very, very inspiring. And I want to say thank you to Dr. Charlie Orton.
4: Thank you very much. <laughs> all right, it's a pleasure. And, Charlie, yeah. next time you're in the head office, there's some of my engraved glassware there. Oh, very good. Again, yeah.
1: again, Charlie, I think we're onto to something here. I can feel a little business idea engraved mirrors with beautiful daily affirmations on. Little hashtag smart recovery. In the <laughs> there you go. Nice little business model that could underpin this amazing work that you uh, guys do. Uh, you
0: nice know, that's, what, yeah. that's
1: how my mind thinks, you see. Yeah. thank you all for coming we've loved having you we'd love you to come back i could talk to you forever um i think me and charlie found that out when we started
4: talking didn't
2: we? <laughs> yeah we did
4: yeah and, and anybody that's listened who i've said anything that may have upset or no, they don't agree with that's it's fine i'm only my opinions you have your opinions we're all yeah. different human beings so i've not personally try to attack off for everybody and no. just I say it as it is sometimes me. I'm 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 known to say it as it is. I don't push around bully you around the bush you're out like that. I say it as <laughs> I
1: mean, the beautiful thing about these talks is it's your truth. You know, my truth is different. Your truth is different. Everybody's unique. That's why these talks are so important. Every single one of us is unique. I would yeah. love you to come back, though, and talk a little bit more about the, the yeah. children's work that you do. I think that's absolutely – I mean, that's an hour in itself, you know. I'd love mm-hmm. to talk about the work that you want to do with um, – or the, the work that you do with children. I think it's critical that kids are supported. And I'd love to know more about that. Yeah, you know, age and this, that, and the other, how, how old they have to be before they can yeah. attend your workshops. So I'd love you to come back we would Um, like you to oh thank you so much for coming and like like i said we've got all the information we've shared your information across the screen we've also put it in the chat and what we do do we we really want to encourage people to continue to share this talk um, yes. share it off our facebook live page or you can share it off our kennedy street cio youtube channel um just keep resharing it and hashtag smart recovery it and hashtag kennedy street cio it and we can get the message out there these talks really get amazing. a lot of news um and the further afield that we can share this then the better if we can if we can help change one person's life then this hour has been absolutely well spent.
3: Yeah, so thank absolutely.
1: Thank you all for coming. and Thank you very much. and
3: soon. Lots of love. Thank you.
2: you. Bye bye. Hi, I'm Matt. I'm one of our volunteer fundraisers here at Kennedy Street. Thanks for listening. Your support is greatly
3: appreciated. Please do head over to our website, www.kennedystreetcio.org, for information on how you could be involved in future fundraising campaigns or how you can donate to this great cause.